Rolling Dice and Taking Names podcast is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. Welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. RDTN is a show with two longtime friends that talk about board games, card games, and anything else that grabs their attention. Squirrel! Here are your hosts, the Waldorf and Statler of board gaming podcasts, Marty and Tony. Hello, this is Marty and Tony, and welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names, proud member of the Dice Tower Network, and this is episode 57, Give Me Some Slack. By the Cars, yes. Big Cars fan, but I don't know the song Give Me Some Slack. You don't have to know the song. You know the rule for my song titles for the name of the shows. It's something to do with the show. Is it the fact that we're doing a chit-chat segment and we're going to have to give them some slack? Actually, vice versa, but yes. Oh, they're giving us some slack. Oh, well, that, that should have been understood yes most obvious to the casual observer that is correct that's that's why give me some slack from because the chit chat girls are coming on today so you, so go ahead fast forward to where no i'm not even gonna put the time in the show notes people you gotta <laughs> hunt for them they're going they're going to the web page now okay chit stat chit chat starts at and go <laughs> That's okay. They can do that kind of thing and and then come back to us because we've got some good information here at the start of the show, don't we, Marty? We, we do. We do. We do. We do. We do. Well, yeah. Had, yeah. You've had a big weekend. and I have. I've got to uh, go to um, Scarab, which is a local convention um, here in South Carolina, so I'll dabble in that for a second. And I see at the end of the show, you're going to tell us about a Kickstarter that you looked at. I sure am. A brand new big Kickstarter has just started, we'll mention. And we have another contest where we're giving away a game. All right, so this brings me to a Tony rant. Can I just lean back in my chair? Is this going to go on for a while? Go ahead and get something to drink or go to the restroom or do whatever you need to. But why is it? Okay, so the holiday season is over. Have you noticed that now we're starting to see the ramp up of the Kickstarters again? Because everybody's saying there's no reason to do a Kickstarter right before the holidays, right? You know what? Now that you've mentioned it, yes, there has been a ramp up of new Kickstarter projects, yes. Why do you think in January I have money to spend on your Kickstarter after the holidays? (laughs) When do the bills come in, people? That would be January. Exactly. So... So you're, you're, you're going to start up a Kickstarter that, oh, I don't know, something that sounds very in- interesting by, oh, I don't know, Queen's Games, oh, the Wallensteins or whatever that game was called. I just finished my BGG contest on that, by the way. Um, and I only got four right out of six, I think, or maybe five. I can't remember. I did a whole bunch of them tonight. But anyway. So you think I'm going to be able to go out there and drop $60? No, I got I got bills coming in. And then what's right around the corner, Marty? What happens here shortly? Well, pretty soon they're going to start announcing the new games that's going to be coming out this summer. No, it's just something else. Valentine's Day, because you got to get something for your sweetie. That's exactly right. But even married, uh, how many ever years we've been married now? Um, I could, gosh, I don't even remember, man. What, 20? Anyway. Um, no, we've got tax day coming up. Yep, April 5th. 15th? Right. And what is the statement that comes in at the end of January? Is it the W-2s? That's correct, yes. So I haven't even gotten those yet. So how do you think I can plan for your Kickstarter when I don't even know how much money I'm supposed to be getting back? How can I go ahead forward? We got people, think this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
It, it's funny that I, I guess I didn't just it didn't hit me, but you're right. We have been getting a lot of kickstarters and and we've been contacted by a lot of people about doing kickstarter previews all of a sudden i mean we got tons of requests right after christmas i guess yeah you're right everybody said don't do it over the holidays but that's a good point i've i got no money i'm trying to pay off christmas presents yeah i mean you had to pay that semester fee for for the university you got your christmas presents you got valentine day you're in taxes you're in property taxes. Yeah. Property taxes, homeowners association dues. If you're Mm -hmm. in that, Mm -hmm. what do they think? They need to hit me after April 15th when we get all the bonuses and all that. And I don't know about your company, but whatever. So yeah, think about the guy planning out a little bit. I bet our buddies over at stronghold. Wait, they've got a big Kickstarter. Like you're saying, getting ready to come out. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be talking about that one later too. Oh, you feel better over there now? Yeah, just, yeah, I feel much better. I mean, I spent, you spent your weekend gaming. I played Tetris this weekend. Tetris, why? Because my retaining wall in front of my house came crashing down due to all the rocks and everything. It's a five foot high retaining wall with um, gray marble stone without any, not built correctly, but that's beside the point. And it came crashing down. So I got to do that all weekend. I bet you had more fun. Vanessa seemed to have a lot of fun. She did. She did. So yeah, we went to um, Scarab and uh, took the whole family with us and we vlogged uh, three of the days there and Vanessa was kind enough to be the co-host and and she had fun. She had fun doing that, and especially on the third day when she got to interview one of her favorite vendors, uh, Geek Forge, which makes geek jewelry and and bags. And she had a really good time doing that. If you want to check those out, you can go to our YouTube page and, and watch those there. And I definitely did. Well, I'm halfway through number three today. I'm, I'm at the part where Vanessa is doing the interview, and I keep looking in my mailbox for my pink slip. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen at all. I mean, she she was like, don't you want to interview Geek Forge? I went, no. I mean, you're perfect for this. I know nothing about, I mean, they had this last year they met each other and she just fell in love with the Geek Forge and all the stuff they had. So they're just like good buddies over there now. So it made sense for her to do it, not me. So what has she produced on that fancy sewing machine she was talking about? And by the way, that is a brave man, people, to give his wife for Christmas a sewing machine. Oh my, ooh. Dude, why is that brave for me? It's like giving her an appliance. No, no, she requested this. Oh, okay. This is a crafty art for thing. Again, and all this started, she's in there crocheting right now. She's into crocheting and she's wanting to learn how to do that. All this started because she went to Gen Con and aside from the game, she she, she saw all the cool crafty stuff that geeks can do with costume and cosplay and stuff. So I tell you guys, if you're wanting to get your um, ladies into this hobby, maybe it's not through gaming, but it's through some other way that they may en- enjoy the hobby. And there's lots of things that they might enjoy with the crafting and the reading and a lot of good stuff out there. There's ways to get your your significant other into this. And I know you. You're waiting for me to bring over the leather, the box of leather scraps I have, so she can craft some type of leather outfit together, aren't you? I'm waiting for the Princess Leia outfit, but I don't know because that's chainmail. So you, you merge the chainmail mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the. Okay, never mind. Okay, but I will. I'll trade her a whole bunch of leather if she'll make some leather dice bags for our listeners. Because you said that sewing machine can sew leather. I well, it said heavy duty. I don't know. I assume it could. <sighs> Okay, dude. No problem there. So, well, Donna's over there. She's now knitting. She just finished knitting a scarf that only took her nine years. Well, there you go. Oh. <laughs> she wants to keep up her skills. So I said, well, knit me a dice bag. She goes, no. Oh, that would be awesome. But then she made a good point. What are you going to do with it? Uh, Put so. dice in it? 
but you already have bags. I'm like, okay, that's a good oh point. Oh my gosh. I told her, she said, besides, that's hard. I said, you're right, it is. So she maybe maybe I'll keep working that that level, keep going that way. So what else we got? So what, oh, oh, uh, what did you, you played Game of Thrones again. I saw that. Yes, it did. Vanessa played. She she enjoyed. I didn't enjoy it as much the second time. Why? It was very anticlimactic. Okay. It could, the game goes ten rounds of the uh, the first person to get seven castles. And so, granted, I was playing, and it was only the second time I played. Uh, my son Travis played, and so did Vanessa. So it was a lot of newbies. Yeah. And so one of the guys who really knows the game very well was kind of in an area uh, beside some of the newbies, and like halfway through the game, he said, "Um." I'm probably going to win this turn. He took two castles game over. It's like, oh, okay. I guess get the box. We'll put everything away now. Yay. There wasn't a lot of tension or anything like that. It was. It, got, it didn't really get into the big, the backstabbing and the, and the pushing and pulling of the fronts and taking over stuff. It was almost like we just didn't know what we were doing. And we we left our back door open for him to come in and take a couple castles and it was over. Okay, that's personal. Don't don't give me that look. Okay. I won't. As soon as I said it, I was just going to say, please let him just slide right over no, that. But no, never you didn't. Slide. Mm-mm. No, mm-mm. not going to happen with me. Uh-uh. But so Game of Thrones, I don't know which one of the fine characters you play. I saw, I recognized all of them. So I'm like, okay. I did Greyjoy. You did Greyjoy? Okay. Mm-hmm. Vanessa was the Martells. Yeah. Is that the is that the Red Queen? No, that's Stannis. That's Stannis. Yeah, this was this is Marjorie. Marjorie. That okay. that family. Okay, yeah, because you you're Greyjoy. You're the people that finally that he just left out of the books completely. The the people across the sea that no one hears from ever again. Yeah, I'm the Greyjoy who got his you know um, cut off. He can only count to twenty now. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> Boy, we are right there for the ladies tonight, aren't we? Man, Tom is going to kick us right off this network. No, we're fine. Along with those lines, uh, you also, also, I saw you where you got to play your new game called Yes Aqua. Why are you reading the instructions? Aquasphere. Because I want to make sure I get this right. So you won't be corrected by the designer like um, somebody? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I got to play uh, Aquasphere, which is the game published by uh, TMG, and it's a new failed game. And uh, I did kickstart this and got it, and we got to uh, try it. And I was, I, I really liked it. It's, you know, it's one of those things where everybody likes to rank their failed games, right? And it was like, you know, where do you rank this with all the other failed games? And I kind of, I'll probably rank it up there in the top three or four. Um, I've only, I've only played it twice, so I've still got more times to play it. Dude really understand it and who's number one right now it's trajan okay so oh you you finally got to play trajan yeah oh, i've played it before i haven't played my copy of course not it's still in shrinkwrap <laughs> correct <laughs> it's like well i really like this game i'm gonna buy it when it was on sale for 50 percent off at barnes and noble which is still a good deal for 30 bucks so yeah so aquasphere is a game that takes place in a underwater sea lab you're trying to do research and uh-huh. it's it's pretty straightforward. It's I guess it's somewhat of a worker placement game where you have robots. Uh, you either get to do one or two things on your turn. The first thing is you you program a robot. You take a robot off your board and you have a separate board. Uh, well, number one, the the main lab is like an area of all these bubbles, and you may have seen or these rooms in a circular fashion, and and each room has uh, all these different. Uh, actions you can take in every room and the goal is to obviously it's a failed game is to try to get points correct so there's mm-hmm. th- tons of ways to get points but one of the things that you do is um, one of the actions is you take a robot off your board and you have a separate board where you can program it there's like two trees uh, that you start all your robots 
on on the on well, you don't take your robots and move it to that board. You have just a player piece on that board. You start at the bottom and the you have two sides, a left and a right. And you got options as you go up. You go to the left to program one action, go to the right to program another. You go to a second tier to program one or two actions, and then the top tier gives you a few more actions to program. And all those are random. So mm-hmm. the, the so it's not always the, in the same order as you as you go up the tree. So it's really straightforward. You take a guy, say, "I'm going to program a robot," and you can do multiple things. You can like expand your lab, so you can build upon your lab, and by doing that, it gives you guess what? Some points. Yay! Points go points. You can uh, take time markers, which are important because if you want to move between the rooms on the aquasphere, it takes time to do that. And to do that, you got these little resources called time tokens, and you spend those to move around. So you you need to program a robot to give you some time. Uh, you need crystals. That's another resource. You got to have crystals because well, guess what? Having crystals gives you some points. No. Yes. Get out and, of town. One interesting thing, though, is you move up the victory point track. Every so often, you hit a hard line, and to move across that line, you have to pay a crystal. So if you don't pay a crystal, it's like if you're like if you're getting ready to get 10 points, and you don't have a crystal, and you're getting ready to bump up against the line, mm-hmm. well, then you just stop at the line, and you, you lose those other points. So you need to have crystals in place so you can move up the victory point track. you got to break that glass ceiling. I hear you. Need those crystals. I'm with you. You know what? In the lab, you've got octopods just popping up all over the place in each of these rooms. It's these little creatures that come up out of the water. That's no good. You got to get rid of those. So sometimes you got to program a robot to go and take care of those octopods or they're going to eat away your points at the end. And guess what you get when you get rid of those octopods? I would fathom. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. I guess at at points? You would get points. You can also place a submarine. I don't know why you do this, but you can put submarines in the water. And by putting submarines in the water, it gives you time. I don't know why it gives you extra time at the end of the turn, but it does. And also for every submarine you have in the water, it also unlocks uh, point values for every robot that you have out on the board. So again, you get points. You could take a research card. Research card is the way you create your engine, right? It's these things where, hey, if I have a research card where I capture an octopod, it may give me a crystal and another research card that if I capture an octopod, it gives me points. And if I have them both, I get a crystal and points. So that's kind of the engine mechanic thing here. And then there's that always the wild card. Every room on the aquasphere has this wild card spot where it has one of the program abilities. And you can take one of your robots and move it to that spot and take that. So that's it. So half of the turn is just deciding which one of those actions you want to take. You do that or you take a robot you already have pre-programmed. You can only have two pre-programmed at once and you actually take that action. That's the game. You have one of two choices, program a robot or take the action of a, of a, a robot that's already been programmed for something. That's it. Sounds simple enough and hopefully you'll get points. Exactly. And of course, it's one of those things, intermediate scoring at the end of every round, there's a way to score points at the end of the round and additional points at the end of the game. Thematically, it's like, it's a Euro game. It's, uh, it's like, there's, there's a little bit of theme there to it. But it's one of those things that I think it's easy to teach, but it's very deep. Because you're sitting there going, what order do I need to program these robots in order to generate the points the best way? It's your typical Euro-style game. The second time we played the game, we finished the game in 90 minutes. Wow, that's pretty good. It, it did. It, it moved. And, and the one and that one action where I say you just uh, set a, uh, a robot to be programmed for an action, it takes five seconds. Okay, I'm going to program. Next, your turn. Mm-hmm. So, so half the actions you take take no time at all. 
It's the other ones where you're actually taking the program action because that could trigger a couple things. And once you get the engine going, it kind of like, well, I'm going to do this, which gives me this, which gives me this, et cetera. I enjoyed the game. I really liked it. So, so you enjoyed um, Aquasphere as far as other worker placement games that you know, that you've played. Where is it in the line of all the various ones? you? Well, I mean, okay, I am struggling here, but that's all right. No, so... Which one would be better than Aquasphere in your worker placement games? Which would you take out before Aquasphere? Well, I, again, uh, it's hard for me to say it's strictly worker placement. Um, uh, it's not like actions on the board that I'm, I'm taking and you can't take them. It's just like I'm moving a one of my tokens to a thing to be programmed okay. and then moving it uh, on the board. So I said uh, I put that picture in your mind to envision you're actually putting things out on the board, which allows you to do the actions depending on where you put them. So it's kind of that way. Is um, it kind of like Euphoria? That's not bad. Actually, that's 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 not too bad at all. Euphoria is not not a, a bad comparison, I guess, of, of putting your dice out there and, and taking the action. And that's why I'm on the show, folks. I can just pull it in. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the games. I bring them back. Okay. Um, but anyway, so if you haven't played Aquasphere I, and, and you're into failed games, you, you need to try it. We were kind of all over the place. Some people said, I like the game. It's probably number four or five for me on the failed list. Others went, no, I don't know. It might be my top three. So it's kind of all over the place. Okay. Well, I, I, if I play it more, I actually will probably like it better than Bruges. Mm-hmm. And so then Trajan and Bru- and uh, this game will be up there. However, the uh, other failed game that everybody says they really like is Bora Bora, which I have not played. So I need to play Bora Bora to see how it compares. Yeah, we need to f- find somebody with a copy of Bora Bora. Uh, we know somebody. Oh, I, I know we know somebody. We just need to convince them that they need to bring it so we can play <laughs> it. <laughs> so I see you played Defenders of the Realm. I saw you tweeted that on the Twitter sphere thingy, or did or did you Instagram it and it ended up on Twitter? I, I Instagram. I figured out how to put it on tweets so that I've got you know woohoo sixty Instagrammers. Um, so we're getting up there. Wow, I I, impressive. Thank you. I'm 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 nowhere near yours, but I'm getting there. But yeah, I put it out there. So I have to know who all the ads are on Instagram so it can feed over to Twitter so that they know I did it. So anyway, but I did real quick before we go to that. So when I think of all the various games that you've played, so if you were to pull out Terra Mystica. Zulkin, Aquasphere, Lords of Waterdeep. Which one are you going to pull out? We know Trajan's coming out, but which of those four? If I had the option between them, mm-hmm. you said uh, Zulkin, uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Terra Mystica was the other one. I, I, I really like Terra Mystica. Lords of Waterdeep, um, if, I'm, if I'm looking at those other games, Lord of Waterdeep is a little more light. On the mm-hmm. light side, if I, and so those others are a little more heavy, so I would push that one aside and say one of the other three. I need to play. It's been a while since I played Zulkan. I need to play it again. The mechanics on that one are, just, are kind of odd. So then I'll put that one aside. So now it's between Aquasphere and and Terra Mystica. Who? I, I don't know. I still like my Terra Mystica. I'm really wanting to get the expansion on that and and pull it out. But nobody plays that game with me. I, so I really want to play it, and I probably if I brought it, I could probably convince somebody. But that's not one that's requested in our group. Hey, you know, if you show up Wednesday, I'm there. I hadn't decided on Wednesday yet. I understand. <laughs> I didn't I know you were coming. I mean, what, what's this? All of a sudden, you're going Wednesday. You never come. I wasn't expecting you to be going. School's out. School's out. Therefore, the basketball's canceled. Mm. So I can. That's a freebie. So anyway, yes, defenders of the realm. So. 
pandemic in a fantasy world. That's it. There you go. Richard Lonnie, as you know, designed the game. He, mm-hmm. uh, so basically, yeah, you've got you got to beat the generals before they get to Monarch City. You've got to keep the minions out of Monarch City. You can't taint the land. If the land gets tainted 12 times, um, then you've basically killed the land. The land is inhabitable, uh, unhabitable. That's the correct term. There's your, or if you can't place a minion, then boom, you lost the game. So basically, if you have too many outbreaks, you lose. If you can't put a place of disease, place a minion, you lose. If too many minions get into the center city, no analogy there. Or if one of the four generals makes it to the center city, you lose there. So basically that, if you beat all four generals, cure all the generals, cure all the diseases, you win. Well, that was a wonderful synopsis. So how do you like it compared to Pandemic? If you pull two off the shelf, which one would it be? Um, Because I've played Pandemic so much, it was going to be Defenders. But um, they're both very good games. It depends on the mood you're in. I I like the the special actions. Oh, look, every, you know, there's special actions that these people have. I like the whole idea of the dice rolling, the randomness. Am I going to beat the general? Am I going to beat the minions? I like that. It's not a given. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, you got to be moving quick. You got to be killing stuff off. I mean, it's, well, what should I do this turn? <laughs> there's no options. You got to go kill stuff. Cause if you don't, you're going, you're going, it's going to, the minions are going to overrun the land. I don't see how after our first play, and then we're going to play it again, of course, that people say, Oh, this is easy. I can beat this anytime. I'm just like, this thing just constantly was killing us. And at one time, it gave me a sign of hope. We were right there, and bam, a bad card pull, and we were like, oh, game over. Oh, well. But when we went and faced the first general, the hardest general, because it was closest to Monarch City, we, we were rolling nine dice against it because you can team up to defeat the general. And when you do that, you pull all your dice together, and the dice are based on cards you've collected. And I, I thought, you know, nine dice, all we got to do is roll five or better, and we got to hit it, I think it's five times or four times, whatever, you win. So all we got to do is roll five, four or five times out of nine dice. Didn't happen. We hit it twice. Stupid Ameritrash dice games. Blame the designer, dude. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, it, it's, a, it's a good break. I enjoyed it. My wife liked it. The neighbors enjoyed it. So I, I'm very glad I traded it away for Robinson. You know, gave Robinson and sold it at BGG and bought that one instead. Sorry, Ignacy. He and I talked about that. Okay, that's right. You did have a conversation, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we did. We talked about that. And if he, all he had to do in Robinson was put one card that just like in Defenders where it says the realm is quiet. In Robinson, if he had just had one card that said, it's a sunny day, enjoy the beach. <laughs> that would have been it. Your group would have been okay with it. <laughs> that would have been solid right there. Well, it was just because it was too brutal, right, for your group, that game? Constantly. Where's the wood? Where's the food? Oh, who's going to starve now? Oh, no. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was never ending battle of depression on you. So, But it's still incredible game. Robinson, great game. Oh, my. Speaking of games that you like, I got to play one that you really dug, and I totally get why you like it. Got to play for sale at Scarab. I saw that on the video, so you understand that now, do you? That is a cool little bidding game. I really enjoyed that. We played it probably three times. 
Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's a fun game. It is. I, I would like this. So I'm going to look for that mini version uh, that you had. I like the double bidding mechanic. That's kind of neat. Yeah. And where you think you're doing really bad and then suddenly it turns around at the end and you're like, wait a minute, I've got all the, these mid range cards and everybody is on either end of the spectrum and they all played their high end cards. I'm going to wipe out the, I'm going to wipe the rest of the bids with them. Yeah. You love that when that happens. Oh, well look, I think the ladies are sitting over in the green room. Are they, are they eating some moon pies? Well, they're giving us the eye. It's like, you know, it's time is their time and we're eating into their time. I think that what we're saying is, is their segment is their show and we're eating into it. So, well, hold on. Let me get my sticky note for my computer that tells me how to pronounce Ree's full name. <laughs> it's not Rihanna. It's not Rihanna. Got it. It's Rhiannon. Like, Rhiannon. okay, here, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Rhiannon. Don't do this to me. I, I've been practicing all day. Rhiannon. Well, I know. Right. Well, they had a song called Rhiannon. Really? I know they had that song. Okay. Well, that will have to be one of the episode names. I knew that. I thought it. Never mind. Don't confuse me. All right. We'll go get them. And we'll be right back with the ladies in chit chat. Well, we are honored. Nay, we are humbled (laughs) by having the fine, fine ladies of chit chat back on the show. Suzanne and wait, let me check my posting note. So I say it wrong. Rhiannon on the no, Rihanna. Marty. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did you? <laughs> She's messing with you, dude. <laughs> you are so awesome. See, he sat there before he said, make sure you say it right. Make sure you say it right. Because if you screw it up, she's going to let you have it. And that's why. See, the name of the show, ladies, is um, Give Me Some Slack or something like that. I don't know. It's a car song. And so. Dude, you named it. it. Named it. There it is. Boom. Right there. So, ladies, welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. We appreciate you coming back on after a long hiatus. I know our fans are missing you. So, what you been up to? What you been doing? Oh, what an awful open-ended question. What? Oh, what have you been doing? There's an anecdote I want to tell, but I I can't say it on the air. So, I have to tell you all off the air about something somebody said to me in an interview. But anyway, so how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You're all right. Well, that's good. <laughs> Rhiannon, so, I don't know. Do you want to go offline and go play a game on BGA or something instead of mess around should, here? Because I don't know what we're doing here. Hmm. Exactly. Aww. We're just trying to get you, bring y'all back in, reintroduce you to the because it's been a while. I mean, we've had the holidays. Last time we saw you was at uh, BGG Con. So, how were your holidays? Did you have a good holiday? Yes, I did. The end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I did. Um, it was very low key, so just hanging around around here with with my kids and my husband, and opening a lot of presents that were mostly games. Too many, like always. You know how that goes. So the true Christmas spirit, just getting stuff. I love Christmas, and I was super excited about everything about Christmas. But yeah, it was just I don't know a normal Christmas for us. Okay. Rhiannon, one of the things I noticed is on your um, Spooning Meeples channel, I think, you did a, a, a Meeplevis for the rest of us. I did do a Meeplevis for the rest of us. That was kind of cool. How did that end up working out? 
Um, well, so Bill Corey gave me like a hundred dollars to make sure he got Kanban. And I try to tell him that it would have been cheaper if he had just bought the game outright, but he wanted to be a winner. So, you know, I <laughs> uh, no, that was really fun. I had a good time doing it. Um, I've heard from everybody who's gotten the games and they all love it. And that's ha- makes me happy. Cause that's what Christmas is about or Meeplevist as it were. So, cause those were seriously the cutest videos ever. Wow. Oh, don't, don't. Yeah, she's already got a. See, look at her headphones on her head, heads, just ex- beginning to expand out. Keep talking to her. This is kind of <laughs> interesting. So, but no, that was cute. The stocking stuffers, that was awesome, lady. You did did a great job there. Well, speaking of uh, spooning meeples, I see there are some changes in effect for 2015. You want to talk a little bit about those? There are some changes. Um, Tiffany, at the end of last year, decided that she was no longer going to do spooning meeples, um, and I kind of. Wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. And then I had two different people approach me about possibly being a meeple or a spoon. I'm not sure which one they are. But um, Kyle, who's big on the Twitter, and then Robin, who is also big on the Twitter. And he also does the Who's Turn podcast. Um, since it was like the new year and a time of new things, I was like, yeah, sure. Let's see how this goes. You know, they were both excited about doing something creative. And they like the format. And we have some pretty cool changes that I think are going to happen that I'll explain Wednesday. You guys will just have to wait. Of course, this is probably going to go out. This is going to come out next week, so, so yeah, go ahead and say what it is. Wednesday, so go check it out if you want to know. <laughs> oh, well, just tell it. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so if you didn't catch her last Wednesday, be sure to pause, go watch, come back. Okay. So welcome back to Rolling Dice. So we have three-way spooning is what we're saying. Yes, there's three-way spooning. There's going to be like a monthly topic, and then I'm going to introduce it, and then the two guys are going to say their thing. And then on the fourth week, we're going to open it up for community content. So if people want to do a little video response or like write something, then if they you know tweet it or whatever, then we would just read it, whatever they said as their answer. So hopefully that goes well. We'll see. That sounds awesome. That sounds totally cool. Oh. That sounds totally cool. That's kind of like what just Rodney does, right? Shh, no, because I'm going to have a monthly topic, and it's going to be related. As opposed to bi-weekly topic. Yes. I'm not Got that it. together. Rodney is a video <laughs> master. I'm just making it up as I go, if that wasn't obvious. But it's coming together very well, let me say that. Oh, thank you. I'm fooling you all. Excellent. As you should. There's no reason why you shouldn't, and I like that. Very good. So so when will the first topic come out? What's your plan? Is it this month or February? February will be the first like topic topic. This one's just like, hey, it's January. It's the new year. Here's these new people. Here's why they're new. And I'll go ahead and give you guys a spoiler. Um, the February thing is going to be put a bling on it, and it's going to be how people pimp out their board games. Oh, oh I, I got an answer. Oh, oh I, can I send something in? Yes, you may. Oh, sweet. (laughs) But yeah, but I believe Suzanne had a holiday as well. And I would love to hear about Suzanne's holiday because I know she's super excited to share it. (laughs) I know there's this great story that you said you want to share with us. What is it? I I hate you both. You know, that's not true. (laughs) You guys are just tormenting me because you can. I was loving like all the like Rihanna just just getting her mind because I was like, phew, I won't have to answer the question. Put this back on her. (laughs) Yeah, you know, for the holidays, we celebrate Christmas. I've got two young kids. So that's always, um, it's reinvigorated the holiday for me because they, 
they delight in every little thing. They're too young to be cynical. They're too young to even be kind of materialistic. They're just as happy driving around the neighborhood looking at the lights as they are doing anything else. So it really makes the holiday season better, I think, for me. So that was really nice. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get any games, uh, which was a bummer, but I did get a lot of game time in, you know, with people on holidays and things like that. It was a little easier for people in my game groups to get together. So that was awesome because I don't know how you guys are, but I basically don't reach a game playing threshold, uh, except for, you know, sheer human exhaustion in you know which case I need to sleep, I can play games nonstop, and and so having a holiday where I could really get some sneak in some extra board time was wonderful. Was there any particular game that stood out for you? It was just just in general. Well, I got to play. I I still can't say it. Or Orleans, Orleans. Oh, you did. Uh, uh, yes, and bought it. I bought the game. I was so excited. I found it as an import from Essen. So it cost me an arm and a leg, which mm-hmm. I felt was totally worth it because I like the game. I know Rhiannon feels a little differently about it. And then, oh, I'd say two weeks later, uh, Tasty Minstrel Games launched their beautiful Kickstarter for the deluxe version of the game that will be easily accessible in the US. So I'm also backing that now because <laughs> I have no self-control. Uh, so that was a great one. And then the other one, really, the hit of the holiday, I can, I mean, people just were asking me to play it left and right because I'm one of the few people in the area that has a copy is Mysterium. We, I played and taught so much Mysterium uh, to different people, and it was fun every time. We lost almost every time, but it was still fun. Along those lines about Mysterium, somebody was saying that for the U.S. version, the cards aren't going to be as pretty. Is that right? I, I don't know if I would say that way. Um, I don't know how to say this company's name either, so I apologize. But Lilibund or Lilibud, which is which is you know one of the Asmodee companies has the U.S. rights to it, and they have chosen to create new art for the entire game. I don't know the purpose behind that, but assuming it kind of hangs on to the essence of the game and kind of that esoteric interpretive feel, I'm sure it'll be fine. If nothing else, it's just like an expansion to the existing version. And and I know I'm going to have to get that one too. Of course you will. But I mean, I just found that art in the, the original that say, I've got a friend who travels to Germany. So I've given him instructions on to figure out how to get that game for me and bring it back to the U S so I can just forego all this shipping stuff. Just buy me the game and bring it back to me. And so I'm, I'm hoping that he'll find it for me, but because uh, that artwork is what stood out at, at BGG Con, I just enjoyed that artwork for some odd reason. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful, and the Portal Games version is just—it's a delight to play. And everybody that played it, we just had a blast. So um, I hope you get your German, your Poland to Germany to the U.S. copy. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It has to be in March. We'll, we'll, we'll see how. Now, wait a minute. You said, I mean, wasn't Orleans the one y'all played with Peter Halls? No, that was Royals. Royals. Oh, oh my bad. <clears throat> and that will be a day one purchase for me. Me as well. Rhiannon, did you get to play that one? I did not. Have you ever played Francis Drake? I have not. Or Triassic Terror? Nope. Oh, Rhiannon, can I teach you Francis Drake? It's one of my favorite games. 
Yes. It's Francis Drake. You like Euro games. You'll like Francis Drake. It's a good game. I'm just glad that my dining room table is large enough to accommodate it because I have seen it. And I'm like, wow, this is a, like event table that seats 12 people around it and it's taking <laughs> up the entire thing. Yeah. Well, well so you, you're talking about, what was it? Terror, Triassic Terror? Another Peter Hall's game, right? Well, yeah, it's just the same designer. Royals is the same designer. Same designer. And, and Yeah. How was that? Do you have that one? Royals? No, that we couldn't buy no, it. No, right, no, Marty? no, Jurassic. Oh, Triassic. Jurassic. I don't. No? Okay. Yeah, he was telling me about that at the store, and I put that on my Secret Santa list, but and I appreciate my Secret Santa coming through, but that was not one of them. So, um, but that's okay, because he, he hooked me up. Uh, you you got to love me for that. But anyway, <laughs> so I was just kind of curious if you had played it, because I'm still interested in buying it, because this is sort of an area control. And I know, since it's area control, Marty will never play it, and therefore I don't have to deal with him. <laughs> I, I, I am definitely adding that to my criteria of uh, game, game purchases, is whether or not Marty will play it. Thanks for that tip. I appreciate it, Tony. Area control. Yeah, even though I did like Game of Thrones, which we mentioned earlier in the segment, um, just because thematically that one works so well. But yeah, not a big area control. It's those, it's those nightmares I had as a child playing Risk. It's like, okay, I should be able to win this battle, roll the dice. Oh, look, I lost. I'm so sorry, Marty. It's it's Risk's fault. Do you need a, Do you need an internet hug? I do. Do those exist? We'll figure it out. All right. So I'm going to go off cue here, which is what I'm known for. But Oh, um, Lord. I don't even know what we're doing here. Yeah, we do. Let me me close the show notes because I don't know what we're doing. No, it's actually off the show notes. So, But we're talking about games. So I want to introduce, and Marty and I mentioned this in our last show, our new Rolling Dice Taking Name grading scale that was brought to us by Miss Rhiannon Ox. I want to say ox, but uh, you know, I didn't want to say oxen because that would be wrong. So you can't say that's what we are collectively as a family. See, we're yes. If there's more than one Rhiannon, she's an oxen. (laughs) So um, is that a a Seattle um, Seahawk cup you just held up there, Miss Suzanne? Uh, It is the Seattle Seahawks green. That is absolutely right. It's an osprey. Yeah, not to go talk about being off topic, but yes, that would be the, the the champion Seattle Seahawks. NFC champions. You need to put that in front of it because they're not the NFL championship. NFC champions that, you know, battled the fierce Panthers of some area of the country that nobody really cares about. <clears throat> and then everybody wants to come to and move to things. Yeah. And, and tell people to stop coming here, please. Oh, good point. Um, and then that that incredible Packers game. But that's not the kind of gaming we're talking about. No, no. But anyway, so we're back to what game we're talking about. We're talking about the new RO scale. So this the scale was introduced to us in a pre- previous podcast, and um, it was at the BGG Con where somebody <clears throat> made a statement said it's a game. So Marty and I, on the flight back through the rough weather where we thought our lives were ending, came up <laughs> with this new scale. This was from BGG Con, and so the first one is if it's just a game, then that's what we're going to call it. If so it sucks. It, well, we're not going to say it. It's, it's a game. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But that's the implication. It's not for you. Right. So, so go, go expound on that. So that's what we're, we're building the RO scale. So what do you mean by it's not for you? What do you mean by that? When I say it's a game, it means it's not something I particularly desire playing again. I could see like other people wanting to play it, and I get that. But for me... Yeah, it's just it's just a game. Like 
I don't need to seek it out beyond that experience. I think she means other stupid people. Obviously. <laughs> people who don't know what they want to play or have no clue that they should be playing. It's it's They like those games. No. Uh, it, it, it's still, it could be a game that you would enjoy, but to us, it's... A game. Well, because I think I said Pandemic the Cure. That's what I said was just a game, right? So, yes. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people love that game. But just for me, the dice aspect of it, then you can never eradicate disease. It just seemed I would have rather played the actual game. It's a game. It's a game. That's right. All right. And then, Suzanne, you get to explain the difference between the last two categories. And Marty will get to explain. The next one is, it's a good game. Marty, what is that to you? It's a game that's more than a game, but less than great. Wow. <laughs> you gave this a lot of thought, didn't you, dude? Okay. <clears throat> a good game to me is going to be, all right, if, if it's a game means it's just one, I don't care if I play or ever play again. A good game is one, you know, if it's on the table, I'll play it, but I'm not going to go and request it or look for it and say, hey, let's go play this game. But if it's there, I'll sit down and enjoy myself because it, it's a good game. I agree with that. And then there was some, uh, some emails back and forth about our next two lines because they seem to be the same from it's a great game to a game I'll buy. And Suzanne summed it up best. And if she wants to go quickly look for her email, that'd be awesome. Or she may just be able to pull it out of her mind. So, so what's the difference between <laughs> nice, it's a nice great catch game. there. <laughs> pull out of her mind. <laughs> it's a great game versus it's a game I'll buy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to go search my notes. I will pull it out of my mind. There you go. Uh, <laughs> my sizable mind. And <laughs> um, say that to me, uh, a great game is a game that I really enjoy and that I would solicit playing, you know, if uh, my friend in a game group has it. Hey, can we play this next game night? I really want to try it again. But... There's a difference between a great game that I really want to play again and a game that I feel like I want to purchase. And and I've certainly evolved over time as my game collection has started to exceed my storage capacity. I've had to become more selective. And, and that game that I want to purchase is a game that I think has longevity, that I think uh, has a certain appeal that'll get to the table frequently enough, um, and that that just has something special or unique that fills a niche in my collection that isn't already filled. That's kind of how I look at it. Others would like to expand on that. I agree. (laughs) Did you say you'd want to introduce it to other people? Was that said? I don't think I said that, but I think that's an excellent point, Rhiannon. Yes. That would be a reason why I would want to buy it because I love it so much that I want to then play it with everybody I know. And you're not scared to have it as a backdrop in your game collection when you're videoing or anything like that. Like people say, you got that on your collection back there? So, yeah. I'll Obviously, buy that I have game. impeccable taste, Tony. So, no, uh, I would not be worried <laughs> about that at all. Yes, you do. So, so we're going to practice the scale tonight. So, are y'all ready? So, no. does everybody have the... <laughs> yes. For the record... I didn't know about this. I know you guys have these show notes. Sorry for interrupting you, Marty. But I know you guys have these show notes, but... Rhiannon, do you get to see those show notes? I have not seen any to date. No. Okay. I, hey, if it ma- if it makes you feel if it makes you feel any better, I don't know where he's going either because this part isn't on the show notes either. Okay. I feel so I, I'm as clueless as what you are. And uh, yes, that is an s eating grin on my face right now. So anyway, 
So, yeah, so we're going to practice this. So we have, it's a game. It's a good game. It's a great game. It's a game I'll buy. So, for instance, let's pick one of my all-time favorites, Resistance. For me, it's a game. Others? I would say it's a good game. It's a good game. I concur. It's a good game. It's not one that I'm not going to say, hey, can we play this? It's usually one of those. It's like, oh, uh, Marty, want to play Resistance? Um, Yeah, sure, I'll play. Sort of deal. And I will run out of the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the benefit the resistance really has to me is that it it suits a, it fits a lot of players. It's really the player count that that the resistance has. So when I talk about you know filling a niche, like player count is a niche. Um, so that's why I like resistance, and I I do own it. I do too. I've got Avalon, and when I play, I always play Avalon and not Resistance, even though I know there's an Avalon version of Resistance now. But anyway, so what you're saying is, even though you own it, it's not one that you would say you'd buy now because of it, your times have changed, right? Yes, I think there are other party games I would rather use instead of Resistance or bluffing games. For example, at Scarab this past weekend, I don't know how many games of One Night Ultimate Werewolf we logged, but I it, it was well over twenty easily. Because one night we just sat there and played for an hour and a half straight. Yeah, and I mean, they're five, ten-minute games, so yeah, mm-hmm. easy peasy. Well, so there you have it, listeners. You have the new RO scale for rolling dice and taking names. It is based on something we heard at the BGG Con by Miss Rhiannon, and she has given it to the show. We appreciate her um, not realizing what she's done for us, but thank you so much. And now we – because it was on the – you know, that was one of the comments we got back. You guys need to have – a scale, some way for us to understand how much you like a game. I'm and we glad said, I could well, be an inspiration. <clears throat> you are. Now, do you get the t- do you get the term RO scale? It's it's a uh, somewhat a reference to something else. There's an RF scale, isn't there? Maybe. No, that's no. that's not it. Because Tony, I assumed you named it for this reason, right? You, I know you got to be thinking the same same thing I am. Uh, and you, you know, Marty, you are absolutely wrong. <laughs> really? I named, it be, I named it because her name is. Rhiannon Ox. <laughs> I, underst- I understand that, but doesn't that sound like HO scale for trains? Sure. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know, dude. I'm my bad. Don't, aren't, don't you, t- aren't, you, aren't you into model trains? Weren't you into model trains? I thought I was, but you know, I have a set. <laughs> but when I was 12, like all boys, Suzanne, they need their model trains. Anyway, there's a scale. On, there's different scales on trains based on letters, and there's one called HO scale. When I saw RO scale, I thought, oh, that's cute. It's also kind of like the, never mind. Dude, you, you are so, that is awesome. I never even thought, my bad. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't even think of that because it's the N scale, the HO scale, and the um, G scale wow. for the trains. All I know is that when the Seahawks won the game against the Green Bay Packers, it literally registered on the Seismic Center Richter scale here. So I got on the scales this morning and I didn't like that. So it's all that never get a con food. I was gonna say never get on the scales the day after you come home from a con. It's just just not good for a week. It's probably best. Yeah, well, see, I've got a physical in two weeks, so I don't want to go in there and him yell at me. So any um, other topics you want to talk about, Marty? I did my job. Well, uh, thanks for throwing... Okay, now you see you're off the show notes, and now you're trying to come back. No, this was in the show notes. I just moved it ahead forward because we were going right into it. I thought we were going to talk a few more games, talk about some more good games they got. For instance, like, you know, have y'all played Camel Up? Yeah. What do you think of that? It's a game. What do you think of that? It's a game? Suzanne? It's a good game. But I... 
argue with anybody who calls it a racing game because I don't believe it is a racing game. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's uh, I'm I'm in it with you. It's a good game. I mean, the pyramid pooping dice is awesome. <laughs> so that's just you know that's a neat little fact. But I'm I'm with you, Re. That it's almost a game. You know. The, the pyramid is definitely the coolest thing about that game. What are you talking about? It's cl- the coolest thing about that game is clearly the snuggly camels. Nope, it's the pyramid that poops dice. Mm. It's the it's the spooning camels. Oh, they're not spooning. <laughs> <laughs> they're on each other's back. They, they are mm-hmm. they are on the man. They are breaking the back of the man. That's what they're doing. Okay, so. we'll go with that one. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, Mar- Marty hasn't played this one yet, so I was just bringing that up. So, but so, jump in here, buddy. Come on. Well, I haven't played it. I got nothing to say here. I, I know, but now, so that's along those lines. So, what did you get a game over Christmas? Any of you that's it's a great game or a game that we should buy? Obviously, you didn't buy it. I didn't get a game for Christmas. You didn't? Okay. I think we got like 30 games. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my Holy cow. It was way too much. And that's not counting like Secret Santa stuff. We got way too many games. Yeah. What's your favorite kids game you got out of that? What's my favorite kids game that we got out of that? I know you got kids, so you had to get a kids game. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, probably Fun Farm by Yellow. Really? Yeah. We have to like modify that because my son is only three and a half. So we, in that game, it's kind of like jungle speed with animals, that squishy animals basically. And there's a card that goes in the middle and you roll the dice. And if one, like, one of the dice you rolled matches the, one of the two dice on the card. You grab the animal that's pictured on that card. But because he's too little to do that and because my husband was like, I'm going to crush this kid and was totally like grabbing everything. I'm like, hold on a second. So... he's like i'm winning i'm like this is ridiculous so instead we have him roll the dice and then we have him match it to the card if it matches and then we have like a countdown and then you grab try to grab the animal but it's a lot of fun and a lot less violent and yeah Mm -hmm. that's probably my favorite kid one but one my son really likes we got him the marvel dice master stuff with the mats and everything like that and he really Likes that one. I, I got a complete set. You should have called me. I probably could have shipped it to you. <laughs> it's probably a game for me, but that's how I feel about Couriers. But he loves Couriers, so that's why it works. That's better than Couriers. I'll still say that. And they're both still a game. And they both heavily rely on dice, which I think is thematically probably not not a definitive marker for you, Rhiannon, but probably a good indicator on you know how much you'll enjoy the game. Probably. That's that's a fair assessment. And, and the beauty of this scale is it can also go over to the um, apps that Suzanne <clears throat> will review every once in a while out there, right? You're still doing that fun stuff, aren't you? If by every once in a while you mean every week. Yeah, I, I'm still doing that every <laughs> yeah. week. Yes. You are a glutton for punishment. Uh, you said it, not me. Holy cow. I mean, every week you got, because the neat thing is you got to stack your computer on books and balance them on a table. I'm, I'm not as sophisticated as the Rolling Dice Taking Name Studios with your fancy microphones on boom sticks and headphones boom that have sticks. a microphone attached and <laughs> cameras. And yes, exactly. See, Tony's showing me a picture of his 
fancy setup. I've got fifteen dollars. Yeah, well, that's fifteen dollars more than I've spent, Tony. That was no, that was my Christmas present right there. I will say this is a Monday, and I saw your segment today, and I thought your, your production is really, really good on the screen captures and your voiceovers and everything. That sounds really good, by the way. Thank you, Marty, for the obligatory compliment. I appreciate it. It was <laughs> the intro part with the webcam, not so much, but the once you get to the screenshots, <laughs> Marty, we can't be, we all can't be as pretty as you. You know, I got to rely on some fuzzy camera work to try to you know erase the warts no. and things like that so it's all intentional that's 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 gonna be my new stance on that i suggested using your phone did you ever try that it's i i have to so i have to i i want to use my phone but i can't get it high enough because the little i bought a little tripod that tony recommended but the thing is so little it i got a figure out how to stack it on the books and <laughs> but, well, well to be honest with you i thought maybe you were going to hang it from the light fixture above you that's why because it's got the little go- gorilla feet i have no light fixture from. above me it's my bedroom there's just there's no lights above me there's i have no lighting and hang it from there that yeah i'm gonna get right on that <laughs> anyway so uh, anyway for along those lines it's um What's the best app you've had? What was the best app in 2014? Any idea? Oh, definitively, without argument. Nobody can argue. Is it Galaxy Trucker? Yes. Oh, crap. It was on sale. I forgot to go buy it. No, for apps, last year, Galaxy Trucker, hands down, uh, best board game app. Must have. Unless you hate Galaxy Trucker, which some people do. I know someone who hates it, but actually enjoys it on the app because they don't have to worry about all the fidgety component stuff yeah in the in the physical game there's just ton you know first of all you have all those tiles and then you have to physically build your ship and all this other stuff and and um you know having the app that just kind of all you know you're swiping at your screen it's it 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 does simplify it so yeah that's a hit i was getting my oil changed it's that's not a euphemism for anything and was playing the app while i was waiting so it was a it was a great time killer and game rounds are quick and it's really polished and an excellent play. I actually did feature it on my 2014 best app segment. So, you know, there is that. If you want to see what my other favorites are, you can you can see that. Where could you where can you find that segment? Well, it is featured on the Board Game Breakfast Show, part of the Dice Tower Network and his YouTube series. There you go. Now you did contrib- contri- uh, con- contributions. That's awesome contributions for the uh, dice tower. Uh, not dice tower. the end of the year segment. Yeah, for the podcast, I did. Yeah, so did you? I did. I haven't listened to the second one yet. There's a lot of contributions. Yeah, yeah. I listened to the the first one because I was bored one day, <laughs> and so I'll listen to the second one. Sometime. You're like, I want everybody to hear my opinion, but I don't want to listen to anybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> I listen just so I know what I've missed because yeah, I missed a ton. Yeah, I think that's the point of that particular episode is that you just get this mass of contributors. So there's a good, a better chance that you're going to catch a gem that you may have otherwise missed. So that that's definitely one of the, the best reasons to listen to those episodes. Now, talking about the apps, today you covered um, Battle Lore, which I was very interested in because mm-hmm. I just kind of like the uh, the theme and everything. Until you got to the point where you said that you thought the AI somewhat cheated and stuff like that, and then I was out because that would really frustrate me. Yeah, and I said I didn't want to be the the UI cheats person, but it it there were there are moments where you're you're you've got a lot of 
of your dudes that are dying on the field and, and you just can't seem to roll a hit to save your life. And, and I don't know, it just, it, it, instead of saying the UI cheats, I will say, because there's only one level of UI, the UI is fairly challenging. And, uh, from a, I don't know, an emotional standpoint, the way that the game is designed is you don't, I know it's all digital, it's all faked anyway, but you don't see the dice rolling. It just, the little icons just appear in the screen. And there's something not satisfying about that. And it just makes you feel ooky, I guess, as your armies are disappearing off the screen. But um, I think if they were to add a second level of UI that was maybe a little easier, um, that might that might help. Because, I mean, I've played one level. It took me like seven times to beat one level that wasn't even supposed to be that hard. So maybe I'm just really bad at the game. No, uh, that was enough to me to say, nah, not going to buy it. Well, I'll keep you posted if they update it in such a way that it might make it more appealing to you, okay? Uh, yes, please do. Because then I might revisit it again. Okay. All right. So what else... Do we have anything else? Whoa, my mic moved. That's probably because you go. touched it with your mouth. <laughs> no, probably because I hit it because, um, yeah, we got some technical issues going on over here, but that's okay. We'll move right along. We're professionals. <laughs> Professional what? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you can call it that if you want. <laughs> yeah. So what else we got? Well, I did play. I did pick up um, a number of new games because I didn't get any for presents, and I... I've been playing Roll for the Galaxy a few times, and I really enjoy it. I like it much better than Race for the Galaxy. I feel like the iconography is much easier to understand in the context of Roll for the Galaxy. Um, And it's just a little more appealing. It plays really quickly. There's something super satisfying about the clinking of the dice in these cups. The components are all excellent. Um, So that was a real... I, I I would say that that's a... Well, it ended up being a game I had to buy because I I tried it at BGG Con and then I had to go and buy it. So um, I guess I really, really liked that one. Um, And then I also picked up for my daughter, who just turned six, I picked up Crossmaster Junior, which is a kidified version of the Crossmaster Arena system. And the components, again, are, well, I will say the minis that are included are so adorable and beautiful and awesome. The cardboard chits are very rippy, which is tough when you have a kid that wants to help you punch stuff up because, you know, the paper tears away from the cardboard and then I have a heart attack and I suppress screams and all this other stuff. But um, I, I think we ended up determining it's it's all scenario based. You get these little books and it's, it's you know, you get the, the same kind of movement. It's very simplified for children, which is good. It, I think it's still a little bit too much for her. But there's definitely enough there that I think if we try it in maybe a year, uh, that'll be a big hit. In the meantime, I can take the Crossmaster, the figures from the junior game, and they included cards that let you use those figures in the quote-unquote grown-up game of Crossmaster. So I'll do that instead. Now, did you ever get Arcadia Quest to the table? I haven't because I'm afraid to unbox it fully. After I opened the box, I realized that um, as wonderful as all the components are the storage for the components in the box is i would say subpar at best and i'm i'm really after playing it and seeing you know trying to shove all the you know the beautiful models back into the really chintzy plastic holders and stuff i'm actually waiting rob searing is making me an insert for it that'll hold everything beautifully and i'm actually waiting to unbox my game 
<laughs> to get the insert first. I know. It's, I've got issues. I'm sorry. So, Ray, do you have any issues? <laughs> Me? Yes. Yeah. None that should be discussed here, I feel, though. I will do a little throwback for games that I think was, like, the biggest hit um, for my family and my friends, like, over the holiday season was Six Nymphs. Like, I've wanted this game, like, the physical version for forever. And then my husband finally came through and got it for me. So we played Six Nymphs, like, all the time. Like, we're playing easily four or five games a night, and it's just so fun and wonderful. It's definitely a game that everybody should have, I believe. Yes, I do. Have you guys played that before? Which one? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, for God's sake. Six Nymphs. <laughs> no, no, I've seen you kidding. tweet about it I'm all the not. time. And I'm like, what the heck is she tweeting about? Huh? What? Let me pay attention again. And then by then, you've already tweeted 20 other things and it's off my screen. Yeah, well, I like to tweet a lot. That's why I'm here, because I'm big, right? On the social media? That's what I'm... You're big. Oh, you're big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Wolfgang Kramer, and it's... Um, I guess it's kind of like a push your luck game, really. And you get a hand of cards. There's numbered one through 104. And there are four cards put out in the middle. And you have to play these cards down. You simultaneously simultaneously pick one. And you flip them. And then you play them to the middle. And if you play too many, then you have to take the like entire row. And you get bull heads on the cards. And the bull heads are points. And you don't want points. And there's a lot of like cussing and screaming at people. Because they've totally messed you up. And you have to take a row that's worth, I don't know, 27 points. That happened to me one time over the 27 points is a lot of points yeah um yeah but it's just very fun and the way i play it's like just two rounds so it's quick and it's so great and everybody loves it of all ages so so for for your non-aggressive nature it's an excellent game exactly it's nice and nice and subdued (laughs) very relaxing has a calming effect on everybody on the table you know whatever that's fine and there was another card game you kept talking about oh crap Yes. Of Lexan is also a great game um, by that guy and his buddy there. And (laughs) (laughs) it's Cromer and Kiesling. I'm pretty sure Kiesling's on it, too. I'm pretty sure it's both of them. But Cromer and Kiesling do a lot together. Um, And in America, it's Linko, which is a stupid name. I hate it. So, of course, I got the Bluxen German version. Um, And it's like set collection but in a way that you can steal sets from other people based on how you play your cards. And it's a really good game. And I actually have played that a lot before because I had a friend get it after he went um, to the gathering last year. But there's a two-player version, like variant, that just came out. And I really like the two-player variant. And I think that will make it accessible to a lot of people who maybe don't have like the four people that I think you really need to have to play the game. Um, But the two-player game is different. And it's almost, I think... Honestly, I like it better than with the more players. Um, but it's also a very good card game. Mm-hmm. So what's the two-player name? It's a Bloxen, but it's just a variant that's on the Geek. They have like a new rule set. Okay, I'm with you. I didn't know if they came out with a Bloxen for two, like, uh, you know. I don't know. I just found it in the rules. So, For what it's worth, I've played, well, Six Nymph is a classic and totally concur with Rhiannon. Every, it, it's a must-have as far as I'm concerned for gamers. It's super accessible. It's the type of game you could get your family to play um, and really fun and light. So totally agree there. And I got to play a Bluxen for the first time over the holiday with um, Maggie Bot, Marguerite Cottrell, and really enjoyed it. It was super fun. So another kind of card game that you can just carry along with you. So as usual, you have great taste, Rhiannon. 
The only thing I could say is um, Six Nymphed does have an app version. Yes. But for naming purposes to make it easier for, you know, our simple English-speaking minds, it's called Six Takes. So if you look up Six Takes, it's a fairly well-done app version of the game, and it's and, you know kind of an easy way to pick it up. I would say the game is more fun with friends or family because there's kind of that take that kind of that back and forth and groaning and moaning at the table that makes it a lot of fun. So we got, uh, let's see, you got the new spinny, uh, spinning meeples. We're, we're spinning now. Yep. We're going to ride bikes. It's like an RPM class and we're talking about games spooning. We're still spooning and we're still meeples. <laughs> you got the, uh, spooning meeples, uh, version 2.0. Yes. Or the 2015 version that's going to be coming out. Uh, Suze, obviously you're still going to be putting out quality content uh, once a week. Hopefully. Yeah, and I've got some new stuff up my sleeve as well. So that'll be exciting to experiment with this year. Some new... Yeah, I'll spoil a little. Tease. I'm playing around with the format, but with some encouragement from from, uh, some of my fellow content producers, I'm going to try to create uh, a segment focused on solo board gaming, both games like Oniram and SOS Titanic that are designed for single players or solo players, and then uh, games like uh, uh, Imperial Settlers or Pandemic the Cure, <laughs> games that you can that aren't designed for solo play necessarily, but either have an official uh, solo play variant uh, in the rulebook or ones that have really strong solo play variants on Board Game Geek. Now, is this something you're talking about doing for Board Game Breakfast or something separate? Yeah, I think that, you know, if if I can keep the quality high and feel like I can get it to a production schedule that's, you know, cadence that it maybe Tom will put it up on one of his channels. If not, I'll just throw it to the wind on YouTube or on my, you know, whatever and Maybe somebody will watch it. Who knows? We'll see. Oh, that's definitely watch. I think that's a great idea. Here we'll watch it. Phew. Thanks, man. Yes, I will. So much so. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, sure. No, no, I'm with her. I'm with you. Yeah, I had to yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, no, cut me some slack. Whatever the name of the stupid <laughs> episode is that we call it You this named time. the show, Tony. <laughs> Give me know, some I'm, slack. Yeah, that's it. Give me some slack. Um, so... That's fine. But I do know one thing for for sure, Suzanne. If they're watching our channel, trust me, somebody will come watch yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. I yeah, think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they watched me put together a uh, silly The Broken Token uh, Seven Wonders insert, which they've now designed a whole new one. Did you use a key to assemble your broken token? Because that's Rhiannon's specialty tool. It is. I assembled the same one with a key on a beach, and I was like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, I was wondering. It's like, does she mean instructions? But no, I broken see. Token. Like an actually physical key. Okay. Yes, to my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used a leather mallet. Well, that's what they suggest. That's what's there. <laughs> the directions. But a key that costs two hundred dollars to replace. That's that's yeah, just as good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. You got to go with the tools that you have. Exactly. Yeah, so so he's looking forward to seeing your your solo play thing stuff. I think that's a really good idea. I think a lot of people are looking for good solo games, and obviously, I'll throw one out there that you can probably do that a lot of people play. And that's Friday. I actually bought that one and have it sitting on my desk at work and play during lunch every once in a while. Excellent choice. A solo only game. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, thank you, ladies, so much for coming on. Um, it's been a wonderful time, and I know that the uh, 
the listeners enjoy having you on. As we got in the comment section of our survey, it's like, yeah, uh, when are you going to bring those ladies back on again? Because they're entertaining and you guys aren't. So there you go. I mean, maybe we ought to give you the show and we'll be your guest. It would probably do a whole lot better that way. Did you not hear? They're very busy. Oh, they are very busy. They're doing their own thing. It's like, I ain't got time for you, I'm you guys. I'm so. now because I roped someone else into doing it too, so... Oh, that's true. Yeah, you only got to do it every third week now or whatever it is, right? Yeah. But, Rhiannon, let's face it. You and I, we just don't have the Moon Pie connections that's Marty true. and Tony have built up. So but probably... the good news is crispy M&Ms are back, guys. So you could totally coax her <laughs> in a way that is appropriate to her wants and needs in life and get her on more often. <laughs> so I need to so I, she owes me a mailing address because I need to send her something so I need to include in there some crispy M&M's is that what you're saying okay it was so funny at uh, this past week at Scarab uh, this guy came up to me and said uh, hey I heard, heard you're going to be here I went yeah he said I told my wife we should bring moon pies uh, to give to Marty but they they uh, don't let you bring outside food into the uh, the, the the convention center I was like Pfft whatever I, was, I mean and then i put like a bag of nuts and showed him i said you should have brought me a moon pie and then i said get out of my face or something like that. i was i was really nice why didn't you take them well here's the thing i put it out there does anybody want a moon pie nobody responded it so, so i didn't much take better, that story if the response to his saying he couldn't bring them in was you brought out a whole box and was like bam moon pies and just walked away that that and then like did a drop a moon pie thing. Yeah, whatever. Just so you know. Instead of drop the mic, drop the Get moon out of pie. My face and just yeah, exactly. So let's do this. So that was a story. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't great. You wouldn't tell it to others, but it was a but story. It, I'm not buying it. No, no, you're not. <laughs> so once again, guys, thank you so much. Um, They're not guys. It's okay. Oh, fine, generic. It's people. Don't go there with me. Don't even do that to me. So thank y'all for go. being on. Thank y'all for being on tonight. We really do appreciate. It. Look forward to having you back, and I hope we can get into your busy schedules. And I know one thing for Rhiannon that I can meet her publishing deadlines probably for her videos. Unlike Rodney's, which is Marty's responsibility. I can't. I can't do that. That's a one week turnaround. You got to be kidding me. That's that's huge. Yeah, no, I introduce it first, and then you have three weeks to do whatever. So Even I think I can hit that. I'd hope so, but, you know, no guarantees. Okay, Marty, I am worn slam out after that discussion with the ladies. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, they, they, they drain a lot of energy, suck a lot of energy out of us. They're like vampires. Okay, I think you just got us back in trouble with them, but that's okay. <laughs> we can handle that. I, I kid. I kid. Uh, I'm sure you do, but man, what a discussion. Uh, and guys, we're, you know, I'm sorry. Yes, it was a catch-up session for all four of us. We hadn't seen everybody. We hadn't seen each other in forever. So, yeah, so we caught up a little bit. And I, so reiterate, so from this point forward, the RO scale is how we're going grade our game so we'll put it out on the blog so everybody can read through it again marty because i know they're anxious and biting at the bit to see how that works again i'm a, i'm only worried about granul granularity that's the only negative well i say that's the only i'm sure there are a ton of them i'm just not thinking of them granularity of the scale with only four well you can we can use voice inflections like marty it's a good game or <laughs> or better yet it's a game or oh man it's a game or um, I'd go buy that game. 
So now there's an inflection scale with the RO scale. Okay, I like that. Okay. Well, it's kind of like, you know, when you rank things in priority at work, I'm sure everything's a priority one, and then you end up going priority 1A, 1B, 1C, because, you know, that's the way it goes. Hey, at the beginning of the episode, you had mentioned about wanting to do a review for a Kickstarter. How are you feeling about that now? I think we need to be kind to our listeners and postpone that. I mean, the, the Kickstarter's active. It's for Wizard Dodgeball, but just to give it a fair shake, I think we need to postpone that. Plus, I think that Kickstarter is going to run for like 60 days. So, uh, I think we got some time and some more episodes. Matter of fact, we could probably put it off for another three episodes and get to it. No, we won't do that. In fact, you gave me a copy, and that's that's good because now I can play through it and we can both uh, talk about the game uh, next episode. So we'll hit that up then. I do want to mention a couple of new uh, Kickstarters that are out right now. Our uh, buddy Stephen Bonacore has posted Space Cadet Away Missions. That is currently on Kickstarter, a and another in a series of their Space Cadet games, and uh, this one's uh, totally different than the others. It's a, a co-op game, but this one has miniatures, very nice miniatures, and it's doing really well. So if you have interest in that, go check that out. And let me just say, that's one of the reasons for the rants right there. I'm <laughs> dropping the $99 on. Okay. Uh, good luck, guys. Hope you make it, and I'll, I'll see you when you make it to the retailers. You're paying for the miniatures, right? I mean, they're really nice miniatures. So, but yeah, it's it's doing fine, doing doing great. It doesn't need your support. I know it doesn't. I mean, please come on, <laughs> really. What else you got? Uh, there's another game from uh, AEG that's out on Kickstarter. Have you seen this one, Epic PvP? I, I read about it, saw that you backed it, um, so I don't have to worry about that now. It's all on you. Yeah, it's a game where um, it's kind of like the smash-up feel where you take two decks of cards and mix them, but it's a fantasy-based thing where you take a race and a class like a, a goblin rogue, shuffle the cards together, and it, it's a combat game. But what I think is unique about it, and I don't know if you saw the video and how it uh, played, uh, you shuffle all your cards, and then each character has a certain amount of life. You take your deck and draw the, that number of uh, cards off the top of the deck and put them off to your side. That's your life. Okay. okay. Then you draw a starting hand and then you take a couple cards and put them in front of you called your aggression deck. And now the combat on the cards is pretty straightforward. There's an attack and defense really straightforward, but here's what's cool about it. The cost to play the card is determined by the number of cards in your aggression deck in front of you. So you start out with two, any card that costs two or less, you can play it. Here's the unique mechanic. When you need to draw cards from your hand, they don't come from your draw deck. They come from your aggression deck. And at the beginning of each turn, two more cards go to your aggression deck. So you have more to spend each turn. But when you replenish your hand, you're pulling from that deck, which is your resources to pay for those cards. Okay. I'm, I'm taking in. That's the silence right there. I'm, I'm processing. I'm going to go read a little bit more about that. So what, what was the um, initial Kickstarter there? Where did you get an early bird? I can't remember. Thirty-something dollars. I can't. I can't remember. Bad. I can't remember what it was. And then, oh, uh, whenever you, you lose a life, you take the card that you started with, uh, the, one of the cards from the beginning of the game, and take it and put it in your discard pile. So if you have to reshuffle your deck, a oh. card that was in your life pile is now back in your draw deck. Okay. So everything is done with the cards. Okay. So there's no no counters or anything like that. I bet. Oh, just like that whole thing of your resource pile is also your draw pile. So if you want to get a lot of cards in your hand, you're decreasing the number of resources you have to play cards each turn. Okay, that is interesting. And what's cool mm -hmm. is you don't have to walk around with a little Plano box full of stuff. <laughs> 
tokens and chits and, and all that other stuff feeds. so that you can do it. So, hey, do you see how well um, Tiny Epic Galaxies is doing? I, I have not. I have not looked recently. Yeah, they're kicking it. They are blowing through all the um, levels. I've got a feeling they're going to have to make up some more levels just to make people happy. And I'm not. I'm only plugging this because of the ridiculousness of it. I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. And I'm sorry. This, is, this will be a future Tony rant. Please, exploding mega kitten something or another, I don't care. But people are spending why? Why? Well, last time I checked, it was two and a half million, and that was several days ago. I don't know what it is now. Isn't that insane? I just don't want to get it. I'm sorry. Maybe you people out there, if you enjoy that, go for it. But obviously, they don't need my money. I'm obviously missing something. I don't know what it is. Is it? Is it like the potato salad thing? It's just so ridiculous. People want to have a copy of it because it's just a. Um, it's just Uno, somewhat. I know. And with I, player elimination. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And then well, I agree with with someone else. Someone, if they had just said exploding zombie kittens, I'm sure it would have been up in the five millions by now. <laughs> but here's what's Stupid. funny is I know friends of mine who aren't gamers who are buying it. So there's a lot of non-gamers that are backing it. Well, and that's where they're going. And that's fine. That's fine. It's a simple game. It's something different. Go for it, guys. But I, I hope somebody in our group buys it just so that we get to play it and we can rag it um, just a little bit. Um, regardless of the type of game, but mm, yeah, that's, that's just insane, Marty. Just insane. I know. I, I agree. And, and, and because it was been doing so well, it's been picked up by mass media sources, which just drives it even further. You know, <sighs> that's pathetic. So, so when you get good games out there that need the backing and never mind, that's like I said, that's, that's a whole nother segment. Whole nother that, segment. That's an episode. What are we on now? 50, that's an episode 58 rant. Yeah, it is. Or wherever we're going to put it in. Um, the other thing I noticed is uh, I just received an email and I know we're dragging this outro. We're going to keep it short. Not, not going to happen. Um, I got an email from my Kickstarter that I backed on the, um, double six dice thing. You mm-hmm. know, that's been a year and a half now. The poor guy is just, oh, poor guy. He's just, he's struggling, but at least does he have them in hand. No, the manufacturing is still, the, he showed us pictures of it. They were lopsided. Now, the dice I backed last year, the Arkham dice, the really nice Arkham dice, the guy has them in and he's been spending the past two months trying to ship them out. And I guess I'm at the very bottom of the list. <laughs> What's he doing? Putting them in envelopes himself? Uh, yes. Wow. He's doing know. it all himself. And I don't know. It's, 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 and it's, it's constant of, it's tiring. It's hard. And it's like, okay, I just want my dice. You know, <laughs> get some other people to help you do it, man. Yeah. Have a block party. Feed people. They'll do it. And yeah. where are my Reaper miniatures I paid you for? I suppose I think they're on the boat. Okay. They're, they're coming soon. I mean, what, are they coming around Africa? Where are they coming from? Holy cow. Come on, people. Let's go. See, this is, this is one of the things where you and I kind of got uh, a bad taste in our mouth for this stuff. But No, yeah. I agree. I yeah, agree. It's unreal. Hey, did you see that uh, latest company that's making uh, board game tables? Yes, I did, and I uh, went and checked them out. I like how some of the inlays, unlike your incredibly nice geek sheet table, has all the multiple planks. I like how it's one big insert. Now, one, that's one thing I always keep forgetting to ask you. If I were to spill something with the planks in on your table, does it seep down into the felt? It could. In fact, that was a question I asked before our order. I said, uh, th- there's a little tongue and groove thing with each of the leaves, Yeah. Um, but they said, yeah, eventually it would work its way through. You'd want to take it apart real quick and dry it out as fast as you can. Okay. But no, that's a, that's a good point about the solid surface is it would keep spills from getting down to the table. 
Yeah, unless it's on the edge and they're going. I mean, they looked interesting. What was the name of that company again? Um, it is called Board Game Tables. Pretty straightforward. It's at boardgametables.com. I think they offered two versions. They offered a rectangle and a hexagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, is though it, they're a lot less expensive than Geek Chic. They may not have all the special options. They got some options like trays and some drink holders, but they don't offer a lot of options and sizes. I think it's just those two base types and they only have a 60 day turnaround right now. So if Geek Chic is something that you may think, oh, that's that's just too much. I don't want to wait that long. Uh, go check out this site and we'll have a link on our page for board game tables and it's a cheaper alternative and a quicker turnaround. Okay. Note to self. Let me get out my pen. I got to put a link in our notes. Got it. I'm there with you. Wait, nice drop. I like that. You like so, that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, the hexagon was nice. I, I looked at it. It looked a little small, but, I mean, it is a cheaper option than the, the Geek Chic tables. I'm with you there. If you're in the market for that, I mean, it's a good one for, like, a playroom. Oh, not a kid's playroom. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. but you know. But it, I don't see it being like, well, I guess I need to take that back. I was thinking, is it a centerpiece? But at $1,400 or whatever they were, yeah, that's a centerpiece. That's a centerpiece. That's still, it's not a, uh, an expensive piece of furniture. And the, the the hexagon one's a nice one for like a breakfast area or something yeah. like that. Yeah, if I, if they had come out with that about like two years ago when I ordered mine for my sunroom, I, I would have probably talked on into that one. So Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, uh, by the way, I don't know if you um, saw, but we've, we've lost a listener recently. Why? Well... Do you know that that really hot podcast that came out last year called Serial? Oh, I read this. Yes, I saw this. People haven't heard it. Serial is a is a podcast, a, a storytelling podcast that told the story of this um, missing person murder thing that happened, I think, back in the 90s. And uh, it was extremely popular. It was a short series that came out over a course of several weeks. Ignacy Shevichek, who is uh, head of Portal Games, uh, said he got into it. I guess he said it around November, and it may have been while he was here at BGG Con, and said he just got addicted to it and that he loves it so much that he can't go back and listen to other podcasts because it's just not as good <laughs> as what Serial was. And he said, he like mentioned uh, several people who mentioned us. He said, I miss hearing Tony and Marty from Rolling Dice and Taking Names, but I just miss Serial. So I told him that if one of us like mysteriously disappear, And we like, you know, come up with a really great story about how the other person disappeared that maybe he'll come back and listen. He said, if, if, if that happens, he'll come back. Okay. So bye. (laughs) (laughs) And so it begins. No, but that's interesting. Yeah. I saw all that going on. I'm going to go back and try to, I'm going to go listen to him and see what that was about. Cause it ain't nothing for us to host a dinner in a a mystery theater. It's not. No, we could do a segment on that. We've never done it before. I've never done it before. I've done a mystery dinner thing, but it's no, I mean, yeah, anybody can do that. I mean, you just throw them random clues around. I'll, I'll go back and let's do it anyway. But I need to ask him on Twitter, where can we pick up Mysterium in Germany? Uh, I remember I heard you mention that on the uh, last segment. Yeah, because a friend's going over there. I got to get find out where the, he's near Mannheim. So I got to tweet that out since he obviously watches tweets. Yes, he does. He is very receptive and responsive to tweets. So yeah, do ask him about that. All right. So what you got for the next two weeks? I got him. I, I paused him. I got him. It's not in the show notes to ask this question. I know, but <laughs> That's why I was popping these other things off, man. I'm just reading right off a list. We'll keep going on your list, but you can come back. I don't really have anything special going on over the next two weeks. Okay. No big plans, no cons, no nothing. You're going to take your time. Oh, on. no, 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 no cons. Okay. Well, and today we did, um, or I did uh, reserve a room for Gen Con. So I know there's a lot of 
pro well, I don't know. It was, I guess it was e the system didn't crash because it wasn't a first come first serve. The Gen Con house and it was now done by lottery. If you got a registration, uh, when the window opened up at 12 o'clock, it told you, okay, your time to get a room will happen in such and such time. And our, it ranged from anywhere from like 10, 11 minutes to over two hours. And from what people are saying is if your window was an hour and a half after the window open, all downtown hotels are gone. Uh, we were fortunate in that my brother-in-law was in in the first 11 minutes and was uh, able to reserve two rooms because of the number of badges that he bought. So he got a room for us. Nice. Uh, because because when our slot came open an hour and a half later, they were all gone. Okay. Well, if I can figure out how to get to Gen Con, I'll bring my air mattress. There you go. I can crash at your place. I like that. Yep. All right. We're good. Well, what do you got going on next couple of weeks? Anything? Oh, um, I do have some friends coming over and we're going to either try to revamp up Bridge or they're talking about they want to try a game, a classic ticket to ride. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So oh, by know. the way, we're running a contest. I forgot that. Oh, uh, yes. The Draco Magi, uh, Robert Burke uh, said he was going to be giving away some copies of Draco Magi, and we said, hey, we'll give one away for you. So here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to set up a survey monkey, and we'll post this in our BGG Guild. And why are you laughing? Survey monkey. I'm sorry. I just can see a little monkey, you know, taking a survey. Sorry. You're easily amused tonight. Yes, and what we're going to do, here's the question. Simple question. Who is your favorite dragon? Ta-da. That's it. That's it to enter, and what you'll get is a copy of the game Draco Magi plus four of his uh, new dragon posters that are, is also currently on Kickstarter. And does he have any limitations on mailing them? U.S. only. Thank you. Sorry, guys. Yeah, he did say it was U.S. only. Yeah, U.S. only. And we also have another contest going on with uh, Geek Out, giving away a copy of Geek Out, and we'll push that out there, too. It's, it's another Survey Monkey thing, if you want to copy that, because that was featured on Tabletop, the most recent episode of uh, Tabletop, so we'll have that out there. We have another contest, but since we have so many going at one time, we're going to hold off on this one, but this is one a lot of people might be interested in. Our sponsor, Broken Token, just this weekend, has released a revamped version of their seven wonders organizer that now includes the expansion babble bum, bum, bum. so our first one and it is gorgeous oh it's it was really designed neat so yeah so if you haven't um purchased that one yet you may want to hold off we're going to wait on the contest we're going to let these clear out and then we'll get that other contest going for you and did you order my babble i did order your babble well, it's thank coming you. Well, thank you so i gotta we gotta set up our lunch date so i can pay you there you go all right well Great show, guys. Well, great show, Tony. Yeah, awesome job as always, Mario. We got to ramp up that energy a little bit, dude. We got to let these <laughs> girls go. We got. Um, I did want to mention if anybody has listened to this far into the show, and you want to let us know of any guests you'd like to have on, by all means, send us a tweet or post in the BGG, and and that can be our quest this year. And it needs to be someone that we can get. So you know, somebody like. Anthony or some, you know, no, I'm just messing with you, Anthony. I haven't, I haven't done that in a while. So I thought I'd throw that out there, but anyway, yeah. So if, if anybody y'all would like to hear, let us know. We'll, we'll try anything. I'm, I'm used to being told no. So I've heard as from your stories from your wife. Yes, I know. It's just no. Oh, 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 oh. And next show guys, you're going to hear about me and Marty's adventure into Lord of the Rings, our re-adventure. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Tony and I had a play date the other night at the, at the game store and, um, it kind of reinvigorated my interest in Lord of the Rings. I oh, just really yeah. dig that game. Me too, without a doubt. So. Well, guys, thank you for listening. As always, keep rolling dice. And taking names. 
you for listening to RDTN, sponsored by The Broken Token. Follow us on Twitter at Dyson Names. Visit our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Roll Dice Take Names. Visit our guild on BGG. Like us on Facebook. Thanks, y'all. Wow. That was interesting. <laughs> that snort will be in the outtake, by the way. That should be your new intro music, I think. <laughs>